Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey guys, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton, and today we are doing another Q&A episode where I answer your questions. And I love doing this. I really do love knowing what you need and giving you the information so that you can make positive changes in your life and reach your fat loss goals. I'm so excited to answer today's question because this is a fantastic one that gets to the root of a major myth about nutrition. And you know, my passion is busting myths. uh, And there's so many of them out there, just crazy bits of misinformation that stemmed from financial gain for big food industries or whatever, politics, you name it. This one gets at a major, major myth that I probably could do a full 40-minute show on, but we are going to answer this question today because it came up and I answered it for one of my clients and knew that I needed to share it with you. Before we dive in and get to that question, let me remind you that if you have a question I can answer for you, and it doesn't just need to be about food, maybe it's a struggle that you have that keeps you from making healthy changes and you need help overcoming it. It could be a nutrition question or a hurdle that you have, something that seems really hard for you and you want to know how to make it easier, something related to fitness, whatever it is. I want to know, and I want to feature your question here on the show. So you can leave a comment on the show notes page at primalpotential.com, or you can fill out the contact form uh, that's on the homepage of primalpotential.com. You can get in touch with me on the Facebook page. However, you know, send a telegram, messenger pigeon, whatever you need to do. I want to answer your questions, so let me hear them. Like I said, today's question comes from one of my clients, Amy, and I answered the question for her, but I also felt like I needed to share it with you guys. It's so, so important. And here's here's what she said. She said, I definitely feel better eating more fat and I have more energy. I'm feeling less hungry, but I'm worried about my cholesterol levels. If I'm eating more fat, won't my cholesterol go up? And I am just so pumped to talk about this topic because it is such a myth and it's not something that all that many people are talking about. Now, with that said, there are a few fantastic books, like entire books about this that have been written, and I will link to them in the show notes page uh, because they're incredibly, incredibly helpful. But we're going to hit this from a high level today, and we are going to talk about cholesterol and the unfair negative connotation that that word has. 
And it really frustrates me to see reputable websites, reputable health institutions in the government perpetuating so much misinformation about cholesterol. We've been told for years that eating cholesterol in foods increases the cholesterol in our blood. And that's just not true. It's way oversimplifying something. And really, the two don't even have to be related. So let's establish first what cholesterol actually is. It is a waxy, fat-like substance that really, it is so critical to human health that every single cell in our body is equipped to produce cholesterol on its own. That is how important it is. And our liver is designed to recycle cholesterol so that we can get as much use out of it as possible because our body needs it so critically. Cholesterol is used to make vitamin D, which is a really important, uh, it's a vitamin, but it's also a hormone. We use cholesterol to make other hormones, and we know how important hormones are to our overall health and our ability to lose fat. Cholesterol is required to make neurotransmitters, things like serotonin. Um, They're primary regulators of our mood. It's also required, cholesterol is required for the formation of these synapses, these little connections in our brain that allow us to think and analyze and store information. We need cholesterol. It heals us. It keeps us healthy. In fact, human breast milk is naturally high in cholesterol and it contains, human breast milk contains a special enzyme to ensure that infants absorb as much of the cholesterol as possible. Human breast milk is very high in cholesterol and contains an enzyme to make sure that it can be absorbed to its max capacity. One of the books that I just referred to, and I'll link to it in the show notes, and I've probably talked about it before, it's called Primal Body, Primal Mind. And in that book, they refer to cholesterol as the human body's version of duct tape. I love that, and I think it is so spot on, primarily because cholesterol is deployed in the body in response to chronic stress, poor dietary choices, thyroid issues, or inflammation or injury. So it's like the response team to any type of injury or damage in our body. Its job is to heal us and fix any damage that happens in our body. Of course we need that. We need it bad. But here's where it gets tricky. Because it's deployed to where there's injury or inflammation or damage, it's found at the scene of the crime, so to speak, when there is arterial damage, and so it gets the blame. It's deployed to fix things, and then when researchers study areas of damage in the body and they find cholesterol, they're like, oh, that's why there's damage. No, no, no. It was sent there to fix it. You're misunderstanding, right? When there is damage within our body, new cells are generated to repair the damage. That makes sense, right? And think about it. If you cut yourself, new cells have to be generated to heal that cut. Now, that damage happens not just like on the surface as if we were to cut ourselves, but inside our body too. And this can be from inflammation or injury, illness, physical or mental stress, you name it. Any kind of damage in our body our body is going to deploy new cells to fix the damage. 
Yes, mental stress can cause physical damage in the body. And the body generates new cells to repair the damage. Well, cholesterol is a component of every single cell in your body. So cholesterol is, of course, deployed as a component of these new cells to fix the damage. Plus, you know, we said it's kind of like the duct tape of the human body. It, cholesterol is carried to the scene of the crime, wherever the injury was, the damage was, by its carrier, and its carrier is LDL, or low-density lipoprotein, right? It carries cholesterol to the scene of the crime to patch up the damage. One of the problems, though, is that we never stop damaging our body, and the most common way we do this, we inflict this damage on our body, is by poor dietary choices and chronic stress. Meal after meal, mouthful after mouthful, stressful event after stressful event, we are initiating damage in our body. One of the dietary things that does this is chronic high carbohydrate consumption because that sends our body's inflammatory response into overdrive. Chronic stress does it too. But cholesterol keeps doing its job. It keeps getting deployed to the scene of the crime to patch things up. But you're adding more damage on top of more damage on top of more damage every time you put your fork in your mouth or every time that you get, you know, worked up over something and cause this mental or emotional stress or any time that you physically injure your body. And so you're essentially slapping on additional layers and layers and layers of this human body's version of duct tape. Yeah, it starts to pile up. And that's when you see, and I use this term very loosely because it's sort of, you know, how people refer to it uh, as clogged arteries. You are initiating this damage to your body over and over without knowing it. And your body's just trying to heal you and protect you. But you do get this buildup because you're constantly deploying healing substances to the quote unquote scene of the crime. And since cholesterol is there, it gets the blame. How about we start looking at what's causing the damage in the first place? Cholesterol is a healing substance. Why is it chronically needed for healing? Where's the damage coming from and how do we make that stop? That's like saying, and I've seen this analogy in a couple of different books recently, that since police are at the scene of every crime, we need to focus on reducing the total number of police so that there's less crime. I mean, yeah, okay, go ahead and try that. But that is literally the same argument that health professionals are making when they see high cholesterol levels. Listen, you don't need to put somebody on a statin and lower their cholesterol. You need to figure out why the body is responding to injury all the time and what's causing that injury and fix that, right? Fix that. So let's take it a step further and talk for a couple minutes about good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. I just mentioned LDL really briefly. Most of us are familiar with HDL or the good cholesterol, high density lipoprotein. This is the number that we want to be higher when we go in for our annual blood work. Bad cholesterol, on the other hand, or LDL, low density lipoprotein, we want those numbers to be lower. Cholesterol in general is an overall measure or way of referring to these different types of lipoproteins. And I think that that word matters a little bit. Lipo refers to fat. Protein, of course, means it's part protein. So these lipoproteins are part fat and part protein. And you can think of them as little shuttles that are traveling throughout your blood. 
They take stuff from the outside of your cells and deliver it into the cells where raw materials are needed because your, your cells are like little energy factories, right? And they, they help your body to repair and to grow and to heal and just to like live. HDL, the one that we consider good cholesterol, that high density lipoprotein, it is this little shuttle traveling through your blood, essentially picking up trash. It is collecting cellular debris that's floating around, clearing out all the garbage, cleaning up your arteries and veins. It's very helpful. That's why we want that number to be higher. Then it brings all that junk back to the liver where it can be metabolized and excreted or recycled. So HDL is the cleanup guy. LDL, on the other hand, is the delivery driver, right? Is this little shuttle delivering raw materials to your cells. That's why a couple minutes ago I referred to the fact that when there's damage, LDL carries cholesterol to fix the damage. So LDL travels around delivering things like cholesterol or fat-soluble vitamins to the cells that need it in order to function. So LDL gets a bad rap because it's delivering stuff for repair and recovery, but really, why is so much repair and recovery needed? That has nothing to do with why you have so much cholesterol. We have to get to what's causing the crime, right? What's causing the injury, what's causing the damage. And most of that is our lifestyle choices and our dietary choices. That's just the way it is. So it's not a matter of lowering your LDL or your bad cholesterol for the sake of lowering your LDL because it's not good to have it. It's about figuring out why so much is needed for repair. Stop the damage and LDL won't have so much work to do. I want to make one more point about cholesterol from food sources to get back to the original question. Your body is capable of producing cholesterol on its own. I talked about that at the very beginning, that every cell in our body is capable of making cholesterol. So, I mean, why do we need to eat it if our body can make it? Well, because manufacturing cholesterol is a very complex and inefficient process in your body. When you consume cholesterol from food, your body is able to save energy and it will naturally downregulate your body's production of cholesterol. So it's not like whatever you eat plus whatever your body makes. When you eat enough cholesterol, your body doesn't make as much. There is natural systems of checks and balances in your body so that if you're consuming foods rich in cholesterol, like eggs or animal protein, your body doesn't make as much. However, when you dramatically cut your cholesterol consumption, right, and you cut out those foods because you think they're going to, you know, mess with your lab profiles and your doctor told you to eat, eat less cholesterol, when you cut out those foods, your body's cholesterol production goes into overdrive because it starts to panic that there is not enough. It's like, oh no, we're not getting any in. We got to ramp up this cholesterol production and it can send your cholesterol through the roof when you cut out those natural sources of cholesterol from your diet. A few other points I want to make about high cholesterol, all right? It is true that high levels of insulin, remember we've talked a lot about, about, a lot about insulin, eating too many carbs too often, the wrong kinds of carbs and at the wrong times, increases your body's production of cholesterol. Why? Because it damages your body, right? It triggers inflammation. High levels of insulin increase the activity of a particular enzyme 
that controls the rate of cholesterol synthesis. So it controls the rate at which your body is going to produce its own cholesterol. When we constantly have high insulin levels, our body upregulates the production of cholesterol. When we don't make the right choices about our carb consumption, like we've talked about in several episodes, and I'll link to them in the show notes, we are increasing our cholesterol levels. So whether or not you're consuming fat, you are sending your body's production into overdrive when you do not control your insulin levels. Also, when we have high consumption of fructose, fructose is a sugar naturally found in fruit, but it's also highly concentrated in the form of high fructose corn syrup in almost all processed foods. The consumption of fructose also upregulates the production of LDL or that quote unquote bad cholesterol. If you want to be healthy, if you want your body to function optimally, if you want your immune system to be strong, you need to get to the root cause of the damage within your body, cutting out processed foods and wheat products, focusing on whole foods, fruits and vegetables, healthy fats, things like that. Let me tell you this, personally, when I switched to whole foods and I probably double or tripled my intake of certain healthy fats like eggs, like beef, uh, bacon, avocado, I cut my cholesterol in half. I cut my triglycerides in half. My HDL, my good cholesterol went through the roof. My LDL or bad cholesterol went down. Why? Because I, at the same time, cut my intake of processed foods, wheat, grain, oats, and sugars, and that eliminated the cause of the damage in my body and my lab work looked miraculous. In a matter of months, I slashed my cholesterol and my triglycerides. In fact, I'm going to put my personal lab results in the show notes because I think it's just such a remarkable story of what happens. Even though my cholesterol consumption went up, my overall fat consumption went up, I slashed my cholesterol levels, I slashed my triglycerides and my LDL, and I sent my HDL way up. And I will put that stuff in the show notes for full transparency to show what happened for me when I ate more fat, but I did less of those damaging foods like sugars and wheats and grains and oats and things like that. So it's not so much about eat more cholesterol, your cholesterol goes up. Cholesterol responds to damage in your body, and the cholesterol is not causing the damage. It is trying to fix the damage. The factors that are going to cause the damage are going to be chronic inflammation, stress, uh, and that chronic inflammation is most frequently caused by the foods that we eat, the foods that we eat. And remember, when we do not control our blood sugar and our insulin, it upregulates our body's production of cholesterol in response to the injury that that creates. So that's all we've got for today. Please hit me up with your questions. I want to answer them. I want to give you the solutions that you need to take control of your health. So you can see the show notes page for this episode over on primalpotential.com. You can meet up with me on Facebook on the Primal Potential Fat Loss page or email me directly, elizabeth at primalpotential.com and let me know how I can help you reach your goals. Check out the show notes page for all this information, folks, and all the different resources that can help you learn more. And until next time, stay healthy.